Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome back into the Fitness Fanatics. Um, had a pretty awesome first hour. If you missed any part of the show, you can check us out on theticketfm.com. Um, we are on all the podcasting platforms. Um, so, like I said, check that out. Um, we are joined in studio by one of my favorite fit members, Leslie Pierce. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for taking time out of your day to come in. I know this is an important month for you, right? Is it? Every month. Every month's important. <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so we decided for our first show of the month, we wanted to have one of our members that have is a breast cancer survivor to come in with us to share her story. But before we get to that, we just want to get to know Leslie a little bit. Um, so, Leslie, tell us a little bit about, like, you know, how you got involved in fitness, Ferrell's, you know, that type of thing. Because you've been a member at Ferrell's for like nine years now? Yes, nine oh, years. Okay. Um, so like anybody else prior to that, I had dabbled, was not an athlete in high school by any means, was a cheerleader, so yay. Um, <laughs> and uh, so just kind of dabbled like, oh, tried to lift the weights, tried to do this stuff, you know, but then it was always, oh, hey, I worked out, I'm going to have pizza, you know, so obviously nothing worked. Um, and funny enough, my husband, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but he bought me for Christmas along with the DVD player, a fitness membership to a gym. So, <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, that was rude, but it was all, you know, try to right. go together and, um, get involved. And it was a, it was a gym that's no longer here in Lincoln, but it was definitely just all about fitness. But we ended up living South and so the gym was north, didn't really go there anymore. And my husband um, was constantly, like, it was probably maybe 2009, 2010, or, or maybe a little later then. But we'd see the signs for ferals. He's like, I think I really want to do that. And we'd hear the radio advertisements. I think I really want to do that. I think I want to do that. And I just kind of, we just, I had had, um, my son had just turned one. And uh, so he joined the spring session of 2013. Okay. And he came home. And just loved his team, just really liked everything. He's like, I think you want to do this. I think you want to do this. And I'm like, you know, whatever. I kind of, I was still once again dabbling, wasn't really a member anymore, working out at home, kind of doing the P90X or um, they had a gym at the place where I worked. So I try to go do that some of the times, but nothing really consistent, I guess would be the best word. Um, so I ended up joining in 2013, in June of 2013. And I mean, the rest is kind of history, I guess. Um, got on a team. No one's there anymore from the team, <laughs> from my coaches. I think they moved off to Alaska. But um, definitely within a couple of years, definitely found a really core group of people. And um, I guess I can say that's one of the things that keeps me going. Um, and in my session, just to not to brag or anything, but I was in top five um, at the time. We kind of did the top one, two, three, four, five at the gyms. And I was in the top five for my session. So that yeah. was, I had really good results. Really good. And um, I won a couple of fit challenges. My favorite fit challenge, Crystal, as you know, was the very first. Fit bowl. The fit bowl. Yep. And we were the feral cats. And we won <laughs> with our brains and not our brawn. Now, I've been so. trying to to do this again have you like i've talked it's to them super about it fun 
Well, maybe next year. Maybe. But the year. last Fit Challenge we had was pretty fun yeah. with the triathlon. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. Fit Bowl, yes. The Fit Bowl, yeah. That was really fun. That was yeah. super fun. And I still see some shirts lingering. Oh, I still have I know. a shirt. I'll yeah. wear one tomorrow. Like with the NFL, but it says FXB or mm, yep. F, right? Yep. Is that, that was, what that, that was? Or is that, that a different? That was number two. That, that was, was number not, two. Yeah, that was, was that was Fit Bowl too. Yeah. So what for Fit Bowl? Were you like the running back? Like, I mean, was it? Did you play a football game, or no, was it like no. track and field events, like the javelin throw? Uh, no, no, <laughs> none of those. I jump anything, hundred meter. Um, we had a field day, um, and we tried to do like we had a sled pull. Yes. Um, which is was a favorite. We would kind of hook. Um, we had uh, Matt Pospar was a fit coach um, yeah. with me and so we would load up medicine balls on this uh old sled that he had and uh we would hook it around their waist and they'd have to go 10 15 yards and we would time it and mm. then we would do um it was a bear crawl know, bear crawl and med ball carries and stuff like that and, and there so, was there was a a kicking i think i i was the one that did the kicking yes we did have a little we had a throwing and it, you could either yeah. throw or kick um a football Oh, um, like a so punt, that, the yes. punt pass competition, kind, kind yeah. of something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did incorporate some some football type activities in there as well. But yeah, what um, was kind of funny about that is the other it was my husband and I and another couple and they had to catch a flight. So when we found out we made the finals, it's just like, that's oh, right. Crap. And yeah. then I mean, we finished up and. I mean, found out we won. I mean, I they might have left after the. Well, no, we we knew we won, but they yeah. had to they had to leave. They had, they had to leave. To I do remember that. We do have a shout out to you, Leslie, oh, from good. Sheila. Of course, says hi, Leslie. Now, Sheila used to be a member, and Sheila needs to come back. So um, Sheila does need to come back. Whenever you're ready to come back, Sheila, you just <laughs> let me know. And if you need me to call your work to adjust the schedule, just give me your boss's number. I've and I'll done make that. a call and we'll see if we can get that changed. <laughs> I know her boss, so I've already said something. <laughs> All right. So back to the Farrell's chat. So yeah. you met some friends and I'm and most of these ladies are your best friends. Oh yes, very close. Um I call them my bees. <laughs> you can interpret that however yeah, you want. And our queen bee is Barbie. <laughs> and there's Whitney and Sabine and Tammy and then a slew of other ladies from that. Just a lot of good friends. Even um and and some of them aren't even there anymore, but we still try to get together when we can. So well, and what's even... so cool is like some of your best friends are, are ladies you met from Farrell's. Absolutely, some of Crystal's best friends yeah. are ladies she met from Farrell's. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost all of our friends we've met yeah. at Farrell's over the last fifteen years. I've one person I talked to that when I was younger, but for the most part, all of our friends. So that's what's really cool is you start you don't know anybody no. that you're working out with, but you know, you see them at their most vulnerable. Um, if you're in the morning, they roll in with no makeup on, just right out of bed. <laughs> you're just seeing them right at their weakest moment, right? Um, and you sweat together, you cry together, you go through all kinds of things together. So it's just kind of cool relationship building where you're not yep. on your own, yep. but you're with a group of people. Well, really cool. and I think just as far as the whole fitness aspect, yeah. it is a huge accountability partner when you've got those people. I mean, there were times that I didn't show up just for whatever reason. It was life. It was sickness. Sure. It was whatever. They're like, where have you been? And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I've been out of town or I've had this happen. I threw up my back last year and Jeff's like, well, where have you been? I'm like, man, I can't even stand up. I'm like, yeah. give me a break. I've, but, I've learned but, yeah. to tread lightly sometimes when I ask people 
where yeah. like when I first became an owner, I'd be like, what are you doing? Well, my mom died. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, so I'm now I'm just kind of like with now with people that I know really well, like, you know, if, if you two, if I haven't seen you two, I'd be like, I, I could kind of be a little, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, a little yeah. bit more like, cause we're friends and I've yeah, known you right. guys for four and a half years now. Like if Harrison doesn't show up or another 10 weeker, I won't talk to them. Like I would talk to you guys. Right. <laughs> so, right. um, I'd be like, just checking to see if everything's okay. Haven't seen you, you know, the last couple of years it was like, well, I have COVID. <laughs> so like, well, okay, well, I'm glad you're not at the gym then, you know, <laughs> but nobody would ever tell me. Right. And yeah. so, then I would be like, what's going on? Where are you at? And then, you know, I've heard some, some reasons like, okay, those are pretty legitimate. So I should probably be a little more softball question. Yeah. Instead of just like, yo, where have you been? You've missed a week. What is, what are you doing? Quit making excuses. Like, that's what I'd say to you. Well, I know. And it's all in jest. And so <laughs> right. I get that. Right. So, well, and I mean, just, you know, there's just a place where people <laughs> genuinely, want to see your face they genuinely yeah. want miss you when you're not there and they want to know be like i really miss you i miss working out miss chatting you know that kind of stuff and so it's just that community of of people and it, and it crosses all um you know it doesn't have to be the time that you work out in you know when, yeah, you, right. when you cross paths with people especially on saturday mornings i know going to fit is was always a lot of fun and and is a lot of fun because you are now working out with with some of your friends that go to different times yeah you know yeah. so now you're all working out together so yeah all right um okay so we're going to talk a little bit about one of the main reasons you're here unless you have anything else to add about about you know your your fitness background anything like that before we move oh on. no i think the cheerleader was it okay <laughs> that was now, that would have been my fitness background in high school where did, where did you go to school at High school? Yeah. Grand Island Central Catholic. Woohoo. Oh, okay. 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 Crusaders. I was born in Grand Island. I know. Um <laughs> but I only lived there for two years. One of your cousins was on my squad with me. Now who's that? Christy. Chris okay, yes, that's right. You did know yeah. her. She did Pharaohs for a little while a few years ago. Oh. Um most of my family I have a lot of family that live in Lincoln and most of them I don't know if they think I just run a cult or it is I'm a, just yeah, like you can call it a cult. I, I mean, say it's, it's, a cult. it's a good cult, it's right? A good it's cult. a cult of being healthy. That's right. Yeah. But no, like I don't really have any family that comes to Ferrell's, even though I have tons of family that live yeah. here. It's like, oh, I just don't feel good. Well, if I knew somebody that this was their profession, mm-hmm. maybe they can help me, but that, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's a story for another day. Sure. All right. So Leslie, give us a little bit of background. So you are a breast cancer survivor. I am. And I might let you and Crystal chat a little bit about this because I don't know much about it because I'm just the guy and it, I'm me. So it can affect you too. I did. Well, that's what I heard. Yes. That's what I, I heard. That up, yeah. And in fact, I didn't even know my grandma had breast cancer until about an hour ago. That does not surprise me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nicole's probably nodding her head yes, listening to the show. Yeah. So it must not have been... I mean, I must have been younger. I mean, she lived to be in her 90s. So it, oh, I don't, it didn't, wow. you know, I don't think, well, I guess I don't know. I don't think she died of breast cancer. It's hard but, to say when someone's 90. I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about that. Like how long ago, you know, I know it's kind of a longer process right. for you. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Um, my whole process kind of started, well, didn't kind of, it started in 2017. Um in the spring and uh, I went in for just a routine mammogram and uh, they at that time they were doing the 3d so it was a little sure. bit more um, 
what I want to say, just more detailed yep. or more, it's whatever, whatever I can say about that. Just, it was 3D. And um, I got the results back and they, they said, hey, we want you to come in for a diagnostic. Well, the diagnostic um, was a couple days later. This, was, this all happened like, so the day I went in was a Monday. I believe it was uh, March 6th. Okay. And just for a little bit of background, two days before I just bought a car. So of course, when you know how Murphy's law works, you just invest a bunch of money into something and then something crappy happens. So, um, but, uh, so I went in, it was Wednesday was a diagnostic and for, um, people that have never had a mammogram or anything, um, just to let you know, the 3d takes maybe five to 10 minutes. Like it was probably an AMI all of less than half an hour in and out of there. The diagnostic, I was sitting there, um, I, that the, the mammogram didn't take long, but all of the reading and everything afterwards. And I was, you know, sitting there for quite some time. I think it was almost an hour and a half to two hours. And then a radiologist took me in and they pointed some stuff out to me and they said, you know, these are some new microcalcifications. We think you need to get a stereoscopic biopsy. And so, um, I was like, oh, okay, you know, kind of, that's weird because I had been pretty diligent about sure. going in every year. Um, I was 42 at the time. And uh, so Friday was fun. Not really at all. Uh, so I came back two days later. So all in the period of a week. Um, so I'm in there Friday. Um, had to take off early from work. And um, for this biopsy, there's like a hole. It, there's a It's a medical table. There's a hole in it. And you're supposed to stick your breast in there. And then they do the mammogram, which squeezes and not, not the most pleasant thing. Um, so ideally the way I just made that sound doesn't take like it would take all that time to get ready for it. However, <laughs> however, the spot was so far back on my chest wall oh, sure. that, um, to get in position to do this, I had not only had to put my breast through this hole, but also my whole right arm and into my shoulder and, it took about an hour to an hour and a half to get into this position. And it was on the table, off the table, on the table, off mm-hmm. the table. And then finally, when the radiologist came in and he was super, super cute. So it was kind of, you would talk about, <laughs> you talk about being vulnerable. It was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, he, uh, they, he was in there and they had to stick a needle in me. And that all took like 10 minutes. Right. Like that whole thing took 10 minutes, but... <laughs> Getting into position uh, was about an hour and a half. And I remember it was during Lent because I come home and my husband was like, hey, do you want to go to venue and have some, go get some cocktail shrimp? And I'm like, I am physically and mentally exhausted. I just need to sit on the couch. Yeah. Like I am so tired. So that just kind of goes to show how some men are. <laughs> Jeff not yeah. knowing uh, his grandma. Had most, a, men. <laughs> most, yeah. most men. Most most men. Let's go get food. <laughs> nope. I can't eat anything. So that's how that week went. And uh Shortly thereafter, I got results back and they said I had my doctor, my OB called me and she said, hey, you know, I'm really sorry, but you have LCIS, which is shortened for lobular carcinoma in situ. Okay. And so then next thing you know, I'm meeting with a surgeon. And by the way, at this time, I was coaching the January um, noobs at 5 p.m. So when this this all happened, so I was coaching um, some new people, but thank God it was well far enough into the session yeah. that it was, right. you know, they're pretty much self-sufficient at that point. So, um, I find myself, I think it was like, I don't know, some, for some reason, the 22nd of March finds out, but I find myself that I'm at St. E's going under anesthesia and they're doing an excisional biopsy to find out, to make sure that it's this LCIS and nothing more. And that's, that's what they found originally. And 
meeting with um, an oncologist. They stuck me on a pill that's called tamoxifen. It's mm-hmm. a chemopreventative. And they're like, you'll probably be on this for five years. But um, that, that was kind of the outcome at that point. And I have a brother who is a plastic surgeon out of Birmingham, Alabama. And so thank, thank God I had him as a resource yeah, to call absolutely. and talk to him about and so he's like, Leslie, I know you don't want to be on this pill forever, but he's like, this is probably the best outcome you can have. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we stood with that. So from your initial mammogram to then the biopsy, like how, how long of, of a time period was that? Oh, a couple did, weeks. A couple weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in that couple weeks, I, I can only imagine just where your mind goes and, and all, the, all the feels. Um, for those of you who don't know me really well, I'm pretty like level-headed, logical, very independent, fiercely independent. I've been accused of being called fiercely independent. So I tried not to let it bother me too much. I really, I mean, I, I have found that what is the point of worrying about like how bad this could go? Who does that serves absolutely no one it especially doesn't serve yourself it definitely doesn't serve your family and i was kind of more like i don't want to worry about something until there's something to be worried about so that's kind of the philosophy i held with that Mm -hmm. so but just kind of going back to having those resources and i do have a cousin on my mom's side and her dad's like all of his sisters so he's not her mother is would be my blood aunt and so her dad is is not my blood relation but Her father's sisters, I don't know how many he had, but if not, at least five. And if not all five of them had breast cancer, then at least four of them did. Mm -hmm. A couple had passed away. I know her grandma passed away, so I had talked to her about it. I said, hey, because I remember her having this big list of like genetic stuff that she went through for like the BRCA and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Uh, I asked her about that and she said, you know, I get mammograms. She's like, I don't do mammograms. She goes, I, I do MRIs because if there's a blip on there, yeah, they're coming off just because of her riddled family history. I didn't have family history of that. I have family history of cancer. Mm-hmm. So I did have two cousins, uh, fraternal cousins. So my dad's nieces, so they were blood, but they had breast cancer at different stages of their lives. One was in childbearing. She ended up passing away 10 years after that. In 2016, she passed away. And then I had another one that was in postmenopausal. So nothing was clicking. Like there was no, no grandmas, yeah. no, no nothing like that. You know, and I had yeah. family say, well, it's in our family. I said, not, not like how Super you cl- think right. it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely cancer, but definitely not the, yeah. The, the, so, yeah. But, um, I asked her about it and I, uh, she's like, well, I get, I do the MRIs. Yeah. And I said, so one time I went and saw my, onco- or my oncologist, I said, Hey, do you think I should get an MRI? And she's like, yeah, I don't think a baseline MRI is a bad idea. But the point is, is that I had to ask. Yeah. It wasn't <clears throat> suggested. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do this. Yeah. Had I not done that, I had no idea where I'd be. Yeah. So I had, um, speaking of the MRI, so I, I, I've got big time family history of breast cancer, my mom and, and aunt and, and, uh, so I just had my annual appointment with my gynecologist, um, last week and I'm kind of hitting that point of, 
uh, getting um, MRIs along with my mammograms. And so, you know, if there's a, because I'm high risk, if, if there's a certain rubric that they use to decide whether or not you're, you're like at the high risk area that you hit this point that um, you would get a mammogram and then six months later you'd get MRI and then mammogram mm-hmm. again. And so I'm kind of in that limbo also just waiting to see if, if that's something that as, as closer as I get to, you know, my mom was diagnosed when she was 49, I'm 45, you know, kind of getting in that, that area where it's, so you bringing up the MRI and I said the first I had heard of it was, was last week and, um, you know, how important it is to have those, you know, healthcare providers mm-hmm. that look out and, and, uh, suggest those things that you wouldn't normally right know about. So, right. And I would never have known yeah. about them had yeah. I not asked a fellow, I mean, yeah. just my cousin, she's not even doesn't have it or right. anything, yeah. but just someone. And so I was the one that suggested that. Um, so now with an MRI, since I was still childbearing, whatever menstruating, whatever you want to call it, you can't just go in any old day as a woman and say, I need an MRI. So especially for that type of thing, um, it had to be like during a certain time of your cycle. So, and also since I just had that excisional biopsy, they needed to wait for some healing to happen, um, for the inflammation to come down. Sure. So I didn't get the, um, the MRI until mid-May of that year. And it was just normal MRI. And if, None of you had an MRI. They're absolutely horrible. Uh, breast MRIs, you're, you're laying face down. Your head's on something. Your arms are all the way over your head. It's super duper loud in there. And you can't really move. And you're in there for 30 to 40 minutes. And it's loud and it's awful. And I would recommend highly, if you ever have to do that, use both earplugs and the headphones. because <laughs> It is so loud. Um, and that came back with a new area of concern. Okay. So with that... We're going to, it's kind of like a little yeah, teaser, a little, teaser, a little yeah. cliffhanger. We do have to take a break. So we'll be right back. Just a few minutes uh, visiting with Leslie Pierce, um, talking about her breast cancer uh, <clears throat> survival. I'm trying to think of a journey. word. But, journey. Thank you. <laughs> but we'll be back here. 93.7 The Ticket.